Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Podcast Strikes Back. My name is George, and you're listening to the weekly movie show with the boys Connor. Hello. And Benny. Hi there. Fellas, we've gathered here today for another podcast. Woohoo! <laughs> so I'm just re- really excited for this week to see you guys. And uh, yeah, we've got a ton of stuff to talk about, including a really... Really interesting announcement about our boy Mike Flanagan, which I am pumped to talk about. But as always, let's catch up on what everyone's been watching. And I'm going to kick it off this week because I've watched very, very little. <laughs> like, literally about eight minutes of footage. We're going to get into it right about now. I watched Kit Bull, mm-hmm. the uh, Pixar Kit short. Uh, what, what's, the, what's the channel or the experiment called? Spark Shorts. Spark shots. Spark shots, yeah. I absolutely love this. Like, well, I'm a cat guy, so love cats. It's built for cat people, but it is. Or just, animal people in general. Well, yeah, probably. totally, because the dog is totally cute in it as well. But mm. it's just, it's just the, the, the emotions and the, uh, that it evokes, and also the, um, the characterization of, how, or just the, the little ways it portrays the cat. The little little ticks it has, the little way it purrs, it moves. It just feels so well observed and so so well put together. It, yeah, despite the like ultra cartoony look of it, it feels like real animals. Totally, for the most part. Mm. So it's it's a really great um, watch. I highly highly recommend that. Mm. And I'm interested to see interested to see where the uh, experiment goes. Yeah, because there's a lot there's a lot here. Yeah, there's been an intensity to these shorts in in just terms of the you know the content of them that uh, is very interesting to see from Pixar. It's very emotive. Mm. Uh, um, and then also I watched uh, just a little shout out to our boy Ridley Scott. Your for boy. His, um, no, our boy. Your boy. <laughs> our collective boy, uh, whatever. Um, his Hennessy commercial, which is, in my opinion, is totally awesome. The Seven Worlds, I think. Yeah, Seven Worlds inspired by sort of like a four-minute commercial um, or a short film, I would even call it. Uh, seven chapters to it, each inspired by the different tasting notes in Hennessy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sort of, it's very heavily inspired by Prometheus and, and science fiction in general. But he really has fun with, with uh, some of the visuals. And I, I just think it's a, th- th- that one, it almost reminded me of um, Annihilation with the, the forest and the leaves mm. forming people. It was really cool. Really cool. So uh, what did you think of it, Benny? It's definitely the most pretentious ad I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's memorable. It's better than Prometheus. So. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Can we not? <laughs> hey, you don't have to weigh in. You haven't seen the commercial. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I think you'll like it, Connor. Yeah. Uh, that's me done. So, uh, And I've watched a bit of Umbrella Academy. Yep. Okay, still watching that. Yep. Are you firing? Uh, I think four or five. Okay. Still loving yeah, it? I'm going to try and finish it this week. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm really into it, man. You watch any more Punisher? No. <laughs> Punisher's dead. Dead <laughs> and buried, man. Dead to us all. Did you see, um, did you see Eminem sh- um, <laughs> yeah. shouted out? And then uh, old mate was like, yeah, Eminem, I love you. For anyone who doesn't know, there is an Eminem meets the Punisher comic book. Oh, really? Mm. Is wow. it really? There really is. Wow. Yeah, you guys, Maybe that's why. Everyone out there, look it up in your spare time. That's it's very so funny. Sick. It's like Eminem and the Punisher versus like, um, like those parent groups who try to get Kind of both of those sort of things shut down, like comics right. and rap music and stuff. That's mad. Fucking weird. Fun. The nineties, man. What a time. Mm. <laughs> Alrighty, that's me done. Have you finished Umbrella Academy, Ben? Nope, I haven't gone back. Oh, okay. Um, I, despite what I said last time, I don't think I'll. I'm gonna be going back. Yeah. Um, good, 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 good on you. Anyone who likes it, not I. Um, I did check out this Savage. week uh, a few films. I watched... Um, <laughs> Savage reacts only. Yeah, so I did watch Umbrella Academy. I did, however, dedicate uh, an actual <laughs> amount of my life to watching the Ruben Fleischer film 30 Minutes or Less, uh, starring Jesse Eisenberg and uh, Danny McBride. Is that the cycling one? No, that's Premium Rush. Awesome movie. Um, this is uh, this is uh, a movie... Uh, stories vary if it's based on a true story or not. The screenwriter's say they kind of knew about the story but um it's about a, a pizza delivery boy who gets a, a bomb strapped to him and he has to rob a bank um the true story has a horrible ending um so why anyone would um 
willingly Adapt base a movie that, yeah. on it. Yeah, is is crazy. So I kind of believe. Just make they a didn't wacky, know. cool little adventure. Oh man. Jesus. Um, so yeah, this is just a terrible, very forgettable comedy. I don't know why I watched it, but um, whatever. Do you ever look up? Yeah, no, I, I know. I don't know why I do this, but do you ever kind of look up the? You know, this is based on a true story. You look up the true story, and it's just like that. It's like it's either far more depressing or far less interesting, or something like. Oh, I wish far I had done that. Yeah, yeah. It's like ah, oh, oh. definitely. Yeah. If you watch a movie based on a true story and you actually like it, don't look up the true story because yeah. it'll ruin the movie. Although there are very, uh, very rare occasions, and I can't really pick one out, um, but that uh, that the real story seems to be even more insane or like equally as insane as the movie. Mm. Um, and you're like, oh, that did not see well, that coming. I love you, Philip Morris, the Jim Carrey um, okay, yeah. movie about uh, like a con artist. They actually did have to tone down some of his exploits because they were like, no one's going to believe this if we put it in mm. a movie. Like it's too crazy. Um, I Smart. also checked out for the first time in many years. I was very happy to rewatch this. Uh, Steven Spielberg's War of the Worlds. Oh, cool. okay. Uh, from yeah. 2005. Um yeah, that one, that's a that's a keeper. That one. I was always a big defender of that film. Um, it got kind of mixed mixed yeah, word because everyone think, blamed but... the ending. Oh, yep. the water, the microbes, or whatever. It's very science, you know. <laughs> but it that's it. That's the story. Yeah, I, it's it. it's yeah. And as a as a general film watching society, people are very hung up on endings, and will judge an entire movie on that. There's so many other other parts of this movie that that you could um you could celebrate without. Just being like, oh, the ending sucks, the whole thing sucks. But um, this was a great rewatch. This movie is just like one great set piece after another. Um, and it has this amazing, like really bleached look to it um, that's very intense. Um, just another great reminder of um, why Spielberg's one of the best. Um, so it probably would have been done um, chemically as well. Yeah. I, for was, War of the Worlds, really? Well, I mean, it would have been on 35, definitely. It's definitely film, yeah. And I, I reckon they would have done... I I do remember specifically that particular look. Mm. It has, you know, even seven. You know, you could compare it to that in a way. Mm. It's a bleached aged, out look. Aged really well too. Great performance from Tom Cruise. Um, and uh, I, the ILM work in it's fantastic. Yeah, if, the, the CG work yeah. holds up. Like it's it's definitely not. Um, it works. It's just yeah, it's not photorealistic, but yeah. it, it works. Better than you know, a lot of modern stuff does, yeah. like like we see from a lot of ILM work. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you haven't seen that, definitely check it out or give it a rewatch. Um, I also watched one that I've been meaning to watch for a little while: Ben Wheatley's Free Fire, um, the action movie. You might have heard about this coming out of the South by Southwest or something. Um, it's basically just a feature length um, shootout, like it's a an arms deal gone bad with a whole bunch of different parties, and it's just in this one warehouse, Sick. and the whole thing's just this one action scene. Sounds mad. It's it's really cool. It's um. It's maybe a little exhausting, but sure. uh, it's it's definitely worth a watch. Very entertaining, and it stars um, the upcoming Captain Marvel in it as well. Okay, um, in a fun role. Um, that's that's that was me this week. Nice, Connor. I watched fuck all. Nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> On to the news. <laughs> I no like well. So my staple for the last couple of weeks has been watching Justified. Um, I haven't been able to find any time. Like we've, I've just been swamped. So I haven't really had any other time to watch anything other than that um, when I do have a bit of spare time. The only other thing that I think is maybe worth mentioning that I've watched a little bit of is um, College Humor Shorts. Um, and I've been on College Humor for a fair while now. Um, and I would say that their content has only gotten funnier mm. over the last couple of years. And I think they have a really, really solid cast um, and some really good writers over there. Um, and, it, you know, if you haven't checked out their YouTube page, it's well worth a, a bit of a squeeze. And they've, they've actually just got, they've released their own uh, streaming platform or whatever you want to call it, um, content distribution. <laughs> so this is the problem. that The squeaking that you're making is not going to make it to the mics. So it's just going to be a bunch of like us just pausing, like looking at you. Yeah, FYI, everyone, my chair is squeaking away. Super squeaky. What and you it's very chairs? distracting. Mm. Um, no, it, it's called Dropout, Dropbox or Dropout TV. Um, and it's uh, it's probably one of the only um, subscription content things that I'd actually consider signing up to. Because you've got a couple of shows. I almost signed up to it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm actually considering, I might do it, but I'll, I'll report you, back. You, you subscribe to Fight Pass in UFC, don't you? Uh, oh, I suppose I do. Yeah, 
I mean, oh well, I was gonna say like in the, in the strain of like uh, YouTube Red or sports, like entertainment, um, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, that isn't like a big one. Like, I'm really kind of narrowing down what I'm saying here. Um, but yeah, specifically a college humor channel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's really what I was getting at. <laughs> Within the niche of uh, college. Anyways, yeah. on a on a weird side note, I just looked up the Wikipedia page for ILM and all the properties that they've been involved with, and, mm. and that it's um. It's like half the industry. Fuck me dead. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. And even in, just in 2019 so far, it's all, well, it's all their, um, uh, their Disney stuff. Yeah. But in addition to that, um, us for Jordan Peele and then also the Irishman for Netflix. So. Wow. That, that's pretty cool. cool. Hmm. We've got some Netflix news coming to up. To talk about. Speaking of news. now. <laughs> um, so the Oscars just wrapped up today. It did after mm-hmm. after all that that weight and excitement. We've been hyping this up so hard. Eh? <laughs> yeah, we, we had all, our announcement. We had our picks. <laughs> we all put a lot of stock in what the Oscars think about movies. Um, so I don't, look. There's only one award I cared about for this entire thing, and that was Best Animated Feature, Spider Man One, which really surprised me. I didn't think the Academy would um, be that uh, aware enough of of the stuff going on there. Um, so what would you have thought would have won though? Like if, if you were just to pick something. It's the Pixar award. It's pretty much the Pixar award all the time. So I, I wouldn't have been surprised at all if Incredibles took that. Totally. Or uh, or uh, Isle of Dogs. I was going to say Isle of Dogs would have been my pick for like what they would have thought is the mm. best animated film. Because mm. there's so, like so many um, film viewers, they're so easy to just kind of deride animation as like kid stuff. So they just vote for the Pixar movie that they haven't seen along with the other movies they haven't yep. seen. Yeah. Um, but anyway, be- be- best picture was Green Book, which was I think the favorite really. Um, just quickly going back to that, sorry, going back to that, this is for the animated feature film win. That's mm. so good for the validation of that kind of style totally. of animation film. Yeah, that's going to get so much more reach. Um, more of the older demographics are going to hear about that film. Mm. Um, it's really, really cool, and I think it's, it's. I, I hope that we see more of that uh, in, in the right, future. It, it validates the kind of the edges. Of the industry that are trying to do something a little bit more funky, a little bit more interesting, and and you made a very good point there, Ben, which is that, that is normally just the Pixar awards, and as good as Pixar is, they don't really push the boundaries in terms of originality. And Certainly like, not for this awards year, no. Yeah. Um, also, it was really the only kind of forward-thinking winner of this entire thing. I think everything else is very expected, very standard, totally, and that's you know in in line with the nominations that we had. Yeah. But, uh, I was happy that uh, Free Solo won Best Documentary. I'm not sure if either of you know what Free Solo is. I know what it is. Rock Jimmy, climbing. Well, Jimmy Chen is a pretty spectacular photographer and rock climber. Um, and, uh, yeah, he did this film, Free Solo. It's actually gotten a lot of press for a documentary about rock climbing. Um, was he on Rogan? <laughs> might have been. Was, did probably. he do the beginning scene of Mission Impossible 2? Uh, I I don't know. Probably. Hey, uh, there was just a thing we saw on YouTube about that. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is the the same dude, Jimmy Chen. I'm gonna. Yeah. S- I mean, I've heard. I don't hear about rock climbers a lot, so I'm gonna <laughs> assume it's the same person. Yeah, like I mean, he's he's kind of the the benchmark in the industry. Um, but yeah, this is just a really cool photographer, and he's worked on some really cool stuff. So it's good to see um him get some mainstream um recognition. Totally. So Black Panther netted a few awards, mostly technical so stuff. Killer. Best song, best costume. Um, Glad design, it got best costume. I think that's killer. which is cool. Yeah. Um. I was reading today that these are Marvel's first Oscars, which struck me as impossible that that's true. But I mean, that's what the internet said. So that's um that's crazy. Uh, yeah. Infinity it's not War didn't win. Though, is it really? Like, I mean, the Marvel. No, for technical awards, though, they're they're up there, man. They should be like yeah. I think they because they're nominated like every year. So I I'm think surprised. it's so bad that Infinity War didn't get more. I think the fact that First Man took it from Infinity War in the um, visual effects department—that's silly, isn't it's, it? I think that's—I didn't see, I didn't see First Man, and first, I heard it was very photorealistic. First Man is very deserving in that regard, like extremely. But Infinity War is such an achievement. Like it's I really think, it, I really think it should have edged it out. It's pushing the envelope. We're at the stage where if you have enough time and resources, anything is can be look photo can be made to look photorealistic. Mm. We're not in the stage where you can every man and his dog can make a CG character like Thanos work. I think that is just such that like the fact that everyone born into this character is a testament to how 
amazing the technical the technicality of how he was put together. Did you ever was. look at Thanos and just think that he wasn't a real? No. He was a character? living, like, breathing purple dude. Yeah. That being said, First Man really is some of the most photorealistic CGI I've ever seen. Like it is, you know, you're watching Infinity War. It's all very clearly special effects. The stuff in First Man could very easily pass for real. Mm. Um, in the same way as something like you know in a Nolan movie where he just straps a fucking IMAX camera to an actual thing. Like, yeah, yeah. It, 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 <laughs> it's dope. It looks like what that's what I'm they've sure done, it would be which is very awesome. impressive. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Look, I, I, to be honest, I think we've already spoken about the Oscars too much. No, wait, 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 wait. Um, the, the, the weekly debate on the podcast: what is the difference between sound editing and sound <laughs> mixing? Well, Bohemian Rhapsody took both of them away, <laughs> so nobody knows. And, okay, so listen <laughs> to the nominees. To listen to the no- yeah, listen to the nominees. So best sound editing, we've got Bohemian Rhapsody, Black Panther, First Man, A Quiet Place, Roma, and then best sound mixing, we've got Bohemian Rhapsody, Black Panther, First Man, Roma, A Star Is Born. So literally, the only difference between Ooh. those two is A Quiet Place and Roma. And no, they they both have Roma, A Quiet Place, and A Star Is Born. Oh yeah, sorry, A Quiet Place so and A Star Is Born. Basically, A Quiet Place has better sound editing than A Star Is Born. Yeah, and A Star Is Born has better sound mixing. Supposedly. <laughs> so is anyone any closer to understanding? Yeah. So, so, <laughs> do you reckon? Do you reckon all the all the like the audio production heads are like you know, you know if you win one of these, you're gonna go home with two Oscars. <laughs> so you know if you're up, you basically like yeah. just count them two at a time. <laughs> it must be like I mean, just I hope so. I really hope that's the way it goes down, and we will forever question the mysteries. Sound mixing or sound editing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's put that to bed. Um, Did you want to say anything on Green Book? I think that's uh, just yeah, a super boring choice. It's good. There's there's always kind of a um, consensus, I think, every year as to when the Academy gets it wrong, especially a little on, later down the line. Like everyone's like, crash, what the fuck were they thinking? Picking oh, that. Yeah. The artist, no one gives a shit. I, I think um, everyone's pretty much already been like, yeah, this was not really the right choice. But um, whatever. I, everyone out there getting really worked up about the Oscars, uh, do yourself a favor. Just don't. My God. Um, it doesn't really matter, guys. <laughs> next up, we have a working title for Bond 25, Shatterhand. Shatterhand. <laughs> yeah, now just for, for, for some context, um, Dr. Shatterhand was an alias of uh, Blofeld in one of the books, Her Majesty's Secret Service, I think. Um, so I guess this could be hinting towards, uh, what's his face coming back? Um, name? Uh, German. German. Guy. That's it, Mr. German. <laughs> the only German actor working in Hollywood right now. Um, fuck, Christoph Waltz. Christoph Jesus. Waltz. Yeah. It's terrible voice. We're all tired. We're all, we're all tired. Yeah. Um, so was that, we're was that his um, moniker or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, he was oh, Blofeld. No. Don't you remember that at the end of Spectre? I, I, I have erased genuinely it? erased Spectre yeah. from my mind. It's not hard to do. It's very easy. It's, it's a, it, was, it was an exact um, Khan moment where he's like, I am Blofeld. And we're all like, we all knew that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you dickhead. Yeah. And he winked at the camera and you're like, fuck you. Yeah. And it was like that, such a villain origin story movie. It was so I, unnecessary and pointless. Yeah. I, I was behind so everything the whole time. Yeah. That movie that. really disappointed me on so many levels. Especially like coming after those three kind of, I like. I mean, Quantum Solace got a lot of flack, but I really enjoyed those three films. Quantum of the Solace is not good. <laughs> like I, I look at that as uh, hit miss, hit miss. That's um, how I look at the Daniel Qua- Craig. Oh, Bonds. Sorry, Quantum of the Solace is by far better than I put it on Spectre. the same level. Really? The only advantage is it's like ninety minutes versus hey, hey, hey. like two and a half hours. So I, I will say this: Quantum of Solace doesn't make an awful lot of sense unless you've watched it pretty much directly after Casino Royale. Totally. Um, and that's it something like... straight away. The first, the first time I saw it was like whenever it was released after Casino Royale, so like a year later. And I was fairly confused and, and didn't really kind of... I was like, uh, this doesn't... I'm not sure about this. And then some years later, I watched them in kind of relatively quick succession and it kind of all fell into place. And I was like, oh, this is a much better film if you keep it within the context of the first um, and that's why I kind of give it a pass. Yeah, I mean that's cool. Damn <laughs> yeah, sure it is. I'd love to declare a winner, boys, but I've never seen it. Uh yeah, don't bother. Bro. <laughs> I was, I wasn't going to. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think we're all very much in agreement that the last one sucked balls um, and <sighs> pretty much destroyed any enthusiasm for, for, for another one. Yeah, I, I really think that if you watch Casino Royale and then... Um, um, Jesus. What's the... Quantum Solace. And then... Sky, oh, Skyfall. Sky, Skybond. 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 Spy of um, Tomorrow. That, that, those two, Casino Royale, Skybond, boom. That's a great double-hander. Call it a day. We'll see if this can make it a, a little three-way of cool films. Well, but he'll, he'll get the, the above 50% pass if, if this is a really good yeah, film. I hope I mean, it doesn't bomb. If, if you consider Quantum of Souls a bad film, then this is, this is how he redeems himself. Yeah. But it's kind of weird because... I don't know, like any of the Pierce Brosnan films, none of them are good films. No, but they have this so much is, nostalgia. And, yeah, and, this and is charity. so contentious. People yeah. swear by those movies. I think I finally watched the, by far, what everyone considers the best one, Goldeneye, yeah. um, a few years back. It's terrible. It was awful. Mm. I, no, I, no, I was struggling have, so hard to stay awake. Oh, you, you, it's so dr- boring, <laughs> Beige, bland, like Pierce Brosnan-y. The video, but you've got to go. You've got to go at it with the nostalgia. It's the nostalgia, and there's there's kind of a weird charm to. And did you play the um, Nintendo sixty four game? I feel like that has a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that there's the um, the kind of the charm of Pierce Brosnan, like the the fact that you go in and you're you're not expecting a a kind of a good film. I think that the the um, Daniel Craig ones almost kind of shot themselves in the foot with Casino Royale because they came out and they're like, hey, we're making a really serious but also very good Bond film. And everyone's like, oh, fuck, this is a change of gear. Let's, let's jump onto this. And then like Quantum of Solace came out and it wasn't quite to that standard. They're like, oh, well, that, I mean, you've kind of promised us this and now you've delivered this. And then they came back with Skyfall and they're like, all right, we're on board again. And then Spectre comes out and they're like, oh, like it's... It's like the ups and downs are getting more extreme. Yeah, exactly. From the midpoint, yeah. so... If, I, if, if you just kept it consistently shit like Brosnan, then you'd just go on a high. <laughs> You'd be like, I was, I was Bond and I'm great. Goodbye now. Yeah. So directed by Kari Fukunaga, which we, we didn't mention, which is... I awesome. have this horrible feeling that he's going to bail on this. <laughs> I just think I just think this isn't... For hey, some reason... Worked it, out okay for it, so... Very, yeah, very true. Yeah. yeah. How do you spell Maniac Fukunaga? wasn't good enough. Oh, I was very Fu-ka-na-ga. close. Fukunaga. It's, it's a phonetic language. It's very simple. Um... Next. I, I went C, uh, C instead of K. Oh, that's rude. <laughs> um, uh, next up in Y news, um, Chris Hemsworth has been cast as the lead in a Hulk Hogan biopic. So get ready for your Hulkamania <laughs> out there. I'm not sure about this one. <laughs> Do you, either of you have any kind of, I guess interest in seeing a hulk hogan okay so i would i would have until like you know you know he said a few years ago he, he says some very racist things he's a bad man he's a yeah. very bad man um, but when i was a kid man rock versus hulk hogan that was good shit hulk was one of the biggest stars in the world i like, loved it man he was he was like much cheesier which is saying something but he he was like a fucking rock before the rock like mm. oh, he bro. had he starred in so many he movies was huge man um what do you he think, was larger than life. What do you think the biopic will focus on? Kind of earlier days? His prime, absolutely. Yeah. Origin, sorry, days? it's produced by Hulk Hogan, so it's going to oh, be it really? extremely whitewashed oh. um, in terms of how flattering it is towards him, no doubt, uh, which is a damn shame because he's he's a fascinating subject. And if this were a legit telling of his story, it could be something really interesting. Yeah, especially like, well, I mean, in, in the last couple of years, every time you see Hulk Hogan in the news, it's not a good thing. Like he had that sex tape... Um, what did he t- he did take on? Um, what was the news publication that? Um, yeah, Gorka right. Media. Um, yeah, it's a huge lawsuit. Fucking destroyed him. Everything. Very strange stuff. Um, yeah, he had some weird backers for that. Like that's the kind of story that you'd almost be interested in hearing. Totally. And then, like kind of delving into, and then like we know the entertainer. We've seen it. That's all we've known. Like, what's the stuff behind the scenes? That's what I want to know. And I didn't realize that it was done by his production company. So. We're not going to get a very f- authentic yeah. tale. It's here. very interesting as well because there's another movie about um, the WWE that's coming out or has just come out. Is it the family one? Fighting with, with my family. Yeah, mm. which actually looks like a really cool kind of behind the scenes. Also, another one with a sex tape. Um, the Rock. No, uh, well, the 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 star, the focus of that film, oh, right, the, right, the right. woman. Yeah, she had a 
sex tape as well, which oh, there you I go. think is stuff that maybe came, came out after this anyway. Do you think this is a good move for Hemsworth? Because if I was his manager, I would say, I, depending on the depiction here, and let's say it is a favorable depiction, mm. not a very authentic, transparent version, uh, is this a good move? It's going to be a fun role and damn fun to watch him in. Yeah. Like what an over-the-top fucking caricature. So you you're not you you think um, well, something is, well, the way the bad the bad baggage with Hulk Hogan's not a, a, like the, the Chris Hemsworth brand, brand is not going to be hurt by that. Well, here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's my question, I guess. MCU is what I'm aside, Chris Hemsworth has had nothing but non-starters. He yes. has done flop after flop. Yeah. Um, what was the whale one? Um, black, oh, black something. Black whale. Black whale. Did you, you guys ever watch that? <laughs> no. Uh, the heart it, of the like wheel. I mean, it was the heart of the, the, heart sea. Of the sea. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't a like. Oh, I'm thinking of Blackfish. The um, oh yeah, that one's Michael Mann one. I think that was yeah. that did not do well either. This one, I mean, it wasn't a great like it was pretty dry film. But him in it was by far one oh, of the best things good, in that. Yeah, like, yeah he's, he's never he was great consistent. in Rush. He's never an issue. But yeah. and I think that out of everything, like he's so charming, and no one ever faults him for the failures of those films. That I just reckon he'll, he'll his career will just go on pure charm alone. I I think there's a limit to everyone though. Um, and I think I, I, MIB, I don't think, is going to do no. anything for him necessarily. Um, it's going to be a false start, I think. I think after the MCU is gone, he's, he could be in trouble. <laughs> um, and this is definitely not the vehicle to really really help him keep going. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I, I honestly don't know if this is a good move for the Chris Hemsworth brand, having mm. that association. That's, I, would, I, would, uh, I would have avoided that like the plague if definitely. I was Chris. Um, hear that, Chris? <laughs> Listen, give me a bell next time. new agent, yeah. <laughs> give me a bell. Um, next up, John Krasinski will return to direct A Quiet Place 2. A Quieter Place. I thought we knew this already. Um, I think it just became officially announced. He wasn't sure if he was coming back. Um, okay. I think he was maybe working the script or something. So, um, and Emily Blunt will be starring as well. Will, will there be any... Um, is there any kind of indication of what this is going to be about or the angle that they're going to take? Prequel, sequel? Sequel. With Emily Blunt coming back, I'd, I'd definitely say sequel, but um, no, I don't think we know too much. Yes, I, I, wonder... I mean when I when I say like prequel, I mean in terms of you know there's a, like a two year gap before the events in Quiet Place between when you know the aliens or whatever like land or come up. I don't know what that would have. I can't remember. Um, so that it could be about time. like in that time um, because if it's after that, like, they'll go for a serious tonal change, and I, I would absolutely love it if the the second movie started the way that the first movie ended like that last and five just carried seconds. on like that that'd yeah go, wouldn't that be great go that'd aliens to alien yeah 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 that would be killer yeah I, I would really enjoy that for them to just really lean into that um and not try and copy the formula that made the first one really successful totally. um make it very different yeah or just do like the you know bigger more sequel stuff and just have like nails everywhere yeah, and the whole movie you're just seeing and shots of nails, all over the place, <laughs> and they're trying to avoid him. Uh, I don't care about this movie. Um, I next, don't understand why you don't like. It. Well, I do understand. I just think it's a bad reason. We no, I, I get into this. <laughs> I um, I don't dislike it. It's just it got really hyped up. Mm. You guys remember that really dumb whiteboard in the first movie that has like all the little random expo- expository facts on it? Like they yeah. can't see weaknesses. It's oh, like, yeah, why, yeah. Would, why would someone all these years after this have a whiteboard? Yeah. Anyway, um, we have, we have some, some news that I'm going to pass off to George here. Yeah. George of Star Wars Corner making a quick return. Mm. So last week we were talking about how episode nine has officially wrapped and JJ has come, uh, come and uh, he said a few little tidbits that we need to talk about. <laughs> So um, he's, he's commented a little bit on The Last Jedi and reiterated that the divided fan reaction to Ryan Johnson's film didn't have any impact on how he approached the sequel. Got a little quote here from him. No, I think that every movie is its own movie. Obviously, this is a trilogy, but we brought to the movie all the passion and hard work that, would have no ma- that we would have no matter what. I think the story speaks for itself. So um, that's an interesting statement because it doesn't actually mean anything. <laughs> yeah, it's such a nothing thing to JJ's say. Zero the sum. King. <laughs> JJ is the king of nothing statements. <laughs> <laughs> His entire first film was a, a nothing statement. But um, I, I, I think I think it kind of is. <laughs> I think there is. I hope that the 
I hope that what he's essentially what he's trying to say is each one has its own sort of vibe and that you can, you know, Ryan's done his own thing on what JJ set up and now he's doing his thing on top of what Ryan did and it's all just kind of evolving and going where it needs to go, hopefully. Yeah. There's no way he wasn't influenced by the reactions. <laughs> well, but, but I mean, that's, it's kind of weird. Like when I look at that statement, so that the divided fan reaction to Ryan didn't have any impact. So does that mean that he's just ignoring the second film? Is he, you know, did he have an original? Because I think he I think it was means pretty that- public in what he said. He, was, he didn't agree with what Ryan Johnson did to Snoke. Um did he? Did he say? Did he, he I, said. That, well, there was at least some decision that I think he said. I think that, there was rumblings that he wasn't. Oh, maybe there were rumblings. At, at, at any case, so this doesn't really feel like he's said much, because as many people that were defending that movie were against that movie, and like I just, I don't know. This just feels like PR. I think he's probably speaking the truth. Actually, the 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 backlash probably didn't have any any influence on what he's going to do with this movie because he probably had a backlash before anyone else in the world. He was like, no, fuck <laughs> this. I'm going to ruin that second movie with my third one. Well, yeah. I mean, the backlash is JJ. <laughs> yeah. He actually started all the bots on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, Ryan. <laughs> um, yeah, he also talks a little bit about Billy D coming back as Lando. Um, basically talks about how they had a great time. So it's going to be exciting to see Lando back in the fold after... Uh, many years but uh really the interesting part of this was um the question of how does he want people to feel at the end of the trilogy uh and he said there are a lot of words that we all hope that you feel and obviously the biggest one is satisfied question to you guys oh okay i think i was about to ask the same question do you think it is possible for for people to feel satisfied at the end of this film do you think there's any any kind of version of this film that would satisfy even half of the fan base. Right I think now. I could be satisfied, but as the uh, fan base, I, that's you can't control that, yeah. obviously. But but to say the interesting part of it is, do you think people that hated the Last Jedi will be satisfied with this film? That's what I'm interested by. Well, oh God. Well, I suppose just to expand that a little bit, can can this be a movie that satisfies both um, sides? Like, is well, that was my any, question. Is there, yeah, is, there any, is there any possibility yeah. that the, the, the detractors and the fans unite bring balance the, to the force? Yeah. <laughs> that is the essence of my question. Like, do you think there is a possible version yeah. of this where this doesn't just cause mass outrage? Do you reckon JJ is like in bed at night? He's like, balance to the force. Come on, bro. <laughs> do this. Do this, JJ. I th- I'll be honest. I don't envy him. I mean, no. coming off the back of, of not only... Um, the last Jedi, 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 the last Jedi, but also coming off the back of Solo. I mean, there would be some pretty serious pressure on this guy, not only from Disney, but just like he—he's a fan, so there's going to be pressure on himself, mm, um, yeah. just to perform on this. I like, think more more pressure than the Force Awakens because of where the franchise is at, but also, um, he—he's. In a way, he's got like the opportunity to be the hero, and he's also got the experience of going through going through the first film, like he's one Star Wars movie in, you know. So all that trepidation and stuff, he, he's kind of it's yeah, it's 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 he's a little bit more, bit more worn, a little bit more road worn, or whatever the expression would be. I think this story is already absolutely written, which is the. The people who hated Last Jedi, like this is this is a product after all. There's no way Disney isn't putting like a lot of personal input onto this. Um, so do you think? But then, like, how can you explain the Last Jedi? Because that to me doesn't I, seem like a Disney a film that Disney would put out. I think they were cocky to a certain extent. Whereas now, with the series on a downturn, they would m- maybe a little more careful. But do you think? I wonder how much. I guess well, they're I always know, I think, which the- is to say they brought in JJ to make another Force Awakens style film, which which the people who hated the last one will come out of and be and say that was better. Um and the people who uh really liked Ryan Johnson's take will be like that was uh you know well, basically it's just, it's just gonna be the reverse of the reaction from the last uh, yeah. the, from Force Awakens to Last Jedi. Like we're just gonna flip back that other way. Yeah. My like, worst case scenario on this is that we have another The Last Jedi, not in terms of the film, mm. but in yeah. terms of the fan reaction because the Last Jedi, as we've all said, had its faults, 
but the the thing that sours me about thinking about that film was the reaction. I could easily, like, and I have easily gone back and watched that film and been entertained um, if I close my eyes during Count a Bit part. Um, but it, it's genuinely just thinking back. It's to, not like, that bad, I've, I've never, man. We, we've done a lot of different videos and, and done a lot of different, um, you know, uh, properties or, or IPs and all that. And by far the most vicious and nasty comments have come from Star Wars fans. Like some, like there's some stuff that we just, we didn't let go to the YouTube page that was just you, you crazy can't, ranting. You can't, yeah, it is, it's the most toxic fan, um, fan base right now, yeah. no doubt. Which is a shame because I think that, you know, for years, Star Wars has been this kind of beautiful fan base, you know? Yeah. Um, I was just looking, this meme came up today and it was like this dude matte painting um, the inside of the Death Star and like all the soldiers were all matte painted, you know, by hand. Mm. Um, the good old days, man. And I was just like, man, that original trilogy, if you just left it at that, mm. that would have been dope. Like I love me some prequels. I love me some Force Awakens and Last Jedi, no doubt. I really, really love The Last Jedi. But seriously, if you just left it at the original trilogy... It's beautiful. Molto bene. So that is much success. Well, as we as we creep further into this century, nothing nothing could be left alone. So mm, it'd be, it would be coming back either way. Not even Hulk Hogan. <laughs> no, no, apparently not. Yeah. All right. What time is it? It's trailer time. Yeah. Trailer time. What's up? So first up, we have Rocket Man. Um, Taron, Taron actually transformed into Elton for a moment. There, I always find those um, those <laughs> kinds of trailers. Up, isn't it? Yeah, there's such a so. There's two trailers that came out. The first one that came out was this like them talking about Taron um, Edgerton doing. Is it wait, Taron Edgerton? Is yeah, that it? Yeah, I hear, I hear Egerton a lot. Egerton, um, maybe could be I, don't it, yeah, I don't know. Eggy, um, ego, ego. Uh, him doing his version and, and him actually singing in this, and it it it, it feels awfully similar to this um bohemian rhapsody thing well that's the elephant in the room not least of which because the director dexter fletcher is the replacement director on bohemian rhapsody which uh i had i I didn't even think about that you're right yeah so why writers like literally during uh bohemian rhapsody getting a bunch of oscars today um for a few job interviews and being like the highest grossing drama of all time or something um like I was just joking to George, like superhero movies are done. It's all going to be musician biopics from yeah. now on, and it's yeah. it's funny seeing this like as this is still going on. Um, but this this I I just feel like looks so much better than Bohemian Rhapsody straight off the bat, if only because the the lead performance is a genuine one and not like a karaoke performance. I'm still yeah, surprised. I'm See, I, that I I still haven't seen bohemian mm. and i th- i think that for me to talk ill of this movie without having seen it is pretty disingenuous um so i'm gonna ke- i'm just gonna like ref- you know refrain from talking about it um in terms of whether this is good or bad what i will say is that it's an interesting trend that there's two this close together um that the subject matter is also very similar mm. um you know in in the sense that they were both uh gay men that you know, one that was kind of a little less open throughout his career and the other one which was, like, almost overly so. Um, I think it's really... In- uh, it'll be interesting to see if there's a difference um, between having the subject alive or dead. And I have no idea whether that would make a huge difference, but, like, I mean, Taron Edgerton can go to fucking Elton John and be like, what was this like? Or how should I play this? Or, or you know, give me some advice and something like that. And yeah, I, I was immediately more intrigued with this than Bohemian Rhapsody because it looks like more of an exploration into Elton John. Like Bohemian Rhapsody, and once again, I, I share queen. the same sentiment yeah. as you, um, but it looked like a queen worship, queen greatest hits, like Mamma Mia with Queen basically. And this one looks like, I don't know much about Elton John. How did he start? Where did he come from? It sounds, you know, it's not a documentary, obviously, but I'm intrigued. Yeah, I don't, I don't know enough about Elton John to say, especially just from this trailer, whether it is uh, hewing closer to the real facts of his life than Bohemian Rhapsody did, which did some significant rewrites on their history. Um, 
so I, I, I will just say that I, I find the, um, the more fantastical angle to it at least more interesting. Like there's a lot of kind of imagery in this that is clearly far removed from, you know, real world events, which is uh, at least a more visually engaging way to, to tackle something like this. Totally. Mm. Mm. Um, okay. Kurt Cobain movie. It's coming, baby. It's coming. I'm Was surprised it? it hasn't been done already. There's uh, talk of a Bowie one on the way. Yeah, um, for sure. Which... Line um, them up, man. Let's get the Beatles one going. But, Let's get the um, Stones one in. Well, fuck, man. Get the Post Malone one going. Duncan like, Jones, come on. Duncan Jones, David Bowie's son, came out and said they haven't got the rights to the music or anything. So if that's happening, it's happening without his um, music, which is very odd. Um, actually, one that I would be interested in seeing, and maybe this is a question for both of you, is like if you were to delve into one actor's life. Or, or sorry, not one actor's, one musician's or one band's kind of formation or life or anything like that, which, which would it be? Um, Mitch Locker from Suicide Silence. Really? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I'm, I might go Zeppelin. <laughs> well, you already said Post Malone, so this yeah, conversation is over. <laughs> no, it's a serious Post Malone and Travis Scott. Stop fucking about and answer the question. <laughs> um, I don't know. I fucking hate biopics, to be honest. I'd rather watch a documentary, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, have a documentary or have a um, have a maybe a jukebox musical in in the way that you have uh, like uh, yesterday coming up, using using their totally. music to, to or across the universe even another Beatles one totally um, rather than just kind of trying to jam the the very complicated facts of a real person's life into a three act structure. Agreed. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so point. my answer is Kurt Cobain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, just to hear yeah. Nirvana music for a couple of hours. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, all right, next we have uh, The Haunting of Bly Manor. That's a um, familiar sounding title. It is, isn't it? Mm, hey, is this from the same franchise as that other one that sounds like that? The Haunting, the film from the 90s, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> you've got <laughs> it. God. No, this is the sequel to Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, um, so uh, Netflix has come in and renewed the show as a the haunting anthology. They've labeled it. Yeah, which is cool. I'm I'm down with that. I'm. We were curious as to how they were going to proceed with this. You know, the haunting of Hill House is such a specific title that um, you know, if they had done the haunting of Hill House two or season two, it would, wouldn't feel right because Mike Flanagan already came out and said we're we're done with Hill House. Like that's like that's its own no little cranes. story. Um, move on so yes. uh, yeah this is exactly what we all wanted anthology yeah. that is so good mm. and, and I hope okay so the other so if this got announced without Mike Flanagan being involved I would be very trepidatious totally the fact that he's involved and I hope that he does the same thing mm. directs it all again thumbs up I'm yeah. in so Here's the real question, I suppose, now Now that we know how it's going to be structured in terms of anthology and who's directing and that, where um, we, we assume we know who's directing, how do you, what do you want the, the series to be like in the, terms yes. of, like, do you want it to be, you know, like Haunting of Hill House, where it's very character-based? Um, the gimmick in that is that you see people now and, and, and then... You know, should he try and repeat the gimmick? Should he try and approach um, this as like a completely different style of horror, um, you know, so horror just, series? Just or- before we go down this road, the, the trailer does contain an excerpt from um, The Turn of the Screw. So this is clearly going to be an adaptation of that novel. Um, so I guess the the, the whole okay. theme they're going with is adaptations of classic novels, mm-hmm. like the first one was. Um, and this very much sounds, I haven't read the book, it very much sounds like a, a very character-based uh, psychological. From what I understand, it's much more you don't know if there's actually an evil presence in this one. So I don't know how they're going to adapt that for, for a series that the first season at least very clearly was like, yes, this is all happening. Yeah. Um, but uh, if they want to do something different with it, I'm open to that. I, I just trust in whatever he wants to do. Totally. You know, like if, make it different, make it the same. Uh, I would like to see some more variety. Hmm. I, I also, I also think an interesting part of the first one was how they structured. What was it? Episode one to five was from what each of the characters, yeah. main characters. Then six Sixes. was like the bundle episode, hmm. and then from there, it's seven, eight, nine it sort was of did the, its own thing. Because there was only nine, right? Ten. No, no. ten. Was there ten? Ten. Okay. Yeah. You just realized you haven't watched you the last episode. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, <laughs> Cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's <laughs> a weird ending. Well. Um, no, because there would have been 10, yeah. So I'm just trying to remember how, like, I thought, I thought there were less episodes yeah, once they had done the characters. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, the the sixth one was like the big group episode. Yeah, and then four. And there was four. Ben, yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, that stood so very apart. Does he do that? Say, is that structure inherent in the the series? Or well, and that's that's, that's what, what I'm, I'm kind of getting at. About. Yeah, and I, I kind of hope that it isn't because mm. I feel like if you try to um, fit, particularly the, the fact that it is a novella um, that they're basing it off of, if you try and fit things into a kind of gimmick setting, of a sort of a structure, it's just it, it's going to feel disingenuous. Like that really. Mm. Um, that really felt natural the way that he um, kind of created those characters and did that. And like, it felt like there was purpose to the story. Yeah. I think if you, if you, they just try and push that for the sake of it, it's not really going to work. Um, and you have to have that kind of time difference for that to work as well. Um, at least in that gimmick. Yeah. So they, yeah, the time jump as well. Um, I he, hope, I hope he just does something totally fresh with this. So his, so his, his films, despite all being generally horror, um, do vary quite a lot. Yes. Like there's, there's, some of them are adaptations of things. What's the the mask one? Um, what's the one with the oh, girl in the house? Hush. Hush. That one is more like a slasher hmm. home invasion film compared to Haunting of Hill House, which has a lot more in common with, say, The Conjuring or some more spiritual supernatural. So you can exist in a lot of different pockets. Totally. So, And I'm assuming Netflix is just like, hey, Go man, everyone was talking about that shit. Just, yeah, do that again. Yeah. Whatever, however we're going to totally. do it. Yeah. Um, so in Mike Flanagan, we trust. And a lot of comedians pretty much. <laughs> and a lot of filmmakers have said how Netflix just go run the gauntlet. Mm. Do, do you they, think? They've got so many fingers in different pies that they can kind of afford to be like, do whatever you want. Mm. Like if it's good, it's good. If it's bad, we'll fucking yeah. axe it. Like it, it costs them nothing. Yeah, it's like the record label model, you know, like you have – you know, 99 artists and one of them is paying for all of mm-hmm. their wages. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the same thing with Netflix. Haunting of Hill House goes nuts. That's paying for all these other, you know, shows that potentially could work or they could fizzle out. But that's typically how it all works. 80-20 rule kind of thing. And this yeah. is one of their biggest brands um, easily from, from recent times. Totally. So yeah. as long as they can communicate that this is from the same creator. As how cool is that? Like... I'm just so pumped that we're in this era where a, a horror anthology in that tone and and style is one of the biggest trending or largest highest watches what watch things on Netflix. I mean, I'm so pumped. It's a hard watchy 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 show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've had multiple people who aren't horror people like kind of ask me to watch it with them because they can't do it alone, but they do want to see it. Yeah. So that's yeah. really cool. Maybe they just want to. It's, it's one of my <laughs> top recommendations when people are trying to look for a new series. I'm going to say you gotta you gotta check out Haunting of Hill House. Um, so yeah, very very excited about that. One. Haunting of Bly Manor. Yeah. Uh, next we've got Lion King. Um, I can't remember what this trailer was called. It was named Long Live the King or something. Uh, yeah, it's from the Oscars telecast. Yeah. Um, they dropped this I little minute long. anything different from this, from the teaser trailer. It was um, slightly more true to the, like it was a, even more of a recreation of the original uh, opening scene, I feel. And it yeah. had dialogue in it. I don't think the original had dialogue in it. But um, Very apart from nothing, that, if I'm to be yeah, honest, more of the same. Yeah, I thought that rhino looked terrible in the, in the I, first I, shot. I thought that as well. Yeah, I was like, the rest of this looks great, but that rhino, what? I thought that was your internet. What? Yeah, well, I mean, that, that, <laughs> maybe it was. That is a very, very uh, logical explanation. Um, yeah, man, I, I haven't been able. Like, your internet hasn't worked for me for the last like three years. I'm, I'm, or three years, three weeks. I'm, I'm just oh, yeah, off no, my it's phone been three at the years. moment. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's not that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, I, I put you on the negative list. Yeah, I'm, well, you didn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I don't really have much to say about this. Lion King, we've, we've I'm worried, man. made our I'm, opinions clear about this. Yeah. You know what's funny? Now that I've gotten all the anger out of my system, I'm feeling much more positive about not only Lion King, but Aladdin and Dumbo as well. No. I don't know what the fuck happened. Like I'm Dumbo. just, I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not dumb- I feel like I'm always like six months behind you. Dumb- yeah. <laughs> like, wherever you are, I'm just catching up. Like. But these, this is weird because they, they, all three of those movies have like pretty legit directors behind them. They've got budget coming out of their fucking ears. Mm. I mean, you know, there's everything that I think Des- Disney. Fuck, what is going on? With me today? Disney. Disney. <laughs> everything that Disney could have done to give them like every you know fighting chance, they've done. And so, I mean, I mean, they've got the patron saint of quality as the star of fucking Lion King, Donald Glover. Yeah, I mean, right? Like, yeah. he hasn't really been in anything that he hasn't really believed in or 
or that hasn't had some kind of artistic solo? shit in, in <laughs> he was great solo. In it. he was great in it was, was, he, he solar? was great solo oh solo what did you think i said solar free, solo. free solo what's solar? Solar. He was in solo although having what's said solar? that i really want to watch I think, that i think that I, i'll give him a pass for that if someone comes in and says do you want to play lando you'd be like yeah, fuck, fuck it. yeah mate also yeah. he didn't sign up for the movie they made no that's really um, true yeah also true yeah yeah, I, I, I think don't, I'm... Don't, don't, no, but I'm sorry. I'm going to call you guys out. Don't say Donald Glover getting cast in this is a sign of approval. Like No, I'm just that's like that's a plus. That's definitely an oh, approval. Oh, he's column. a talent and he's going to do an amazing performance. Mm. No doubt. But that's a given with all of these Disney films. They're always casting really spot on. Donald Glover, though, he's fucking yeah. great. Yeah, well, <laughs> always, always have time with, with Donald. Um, oh, boy, Donald. Should we... Yeah, I'm. I, yeah, I'm gonna stop shitting on these movies until we see them. I think, um, it, unless oh, there's some really crazy new trailers turned, like that Aladdin turned. one. But yeah, I'm. I'm actually. <laughs> I'm actually kind of curious at this point. I don't okay. know. So you're you're gonna let um, Jafar have a pass then? I'm gonna watch the movie then shit on him. <laughs> <laughs> very, I will. Very, I will very, be. Uh, you know, yeah. reserved of you. Bring me the lamp. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me the lamp. <laughs> I don't know why he suddenly becomes Southern. Why is he dressed as Jafar? <laughs> Wouldn't, wouldn't Aladdin yeah, be he like... He should have been the old man. Yeah, I know. You're I know, the Sultan's vizier. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. I didn't even think about that. Like, it's an obvious, like, I, no, I'm not going to do this for you. That's weird. Yeah, considering they're remaking those, these so true to the original, they missed a big fucking detail there. That's interesting. <laughs> anyway, anyway. No, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> um, finally, we have the BBC, or not finally. Uh, second last, we have His Dark Materials. It's a BBC production. Um, I didn't even... Register. Don't this. look it up, George. You got to name all the books. No, no. So this is based off the Philip Pullman books. Uh, Golden Compass was the first one, and there was a movie about it um, that had Nicole Kidman and oh, Daniel Craig. Oh, this is and, crazy. Was I right? No. So we were arguing about this. So in the UK, it was published as Northern Lights, and then in North oh. America, it was published as The Golden oh, Compass. Oh no way! Well, yeah. Sorcerer's Stone. Well, that situation. makes so much more sense because like, so you got the dumbed down version. Yeah. <laughs> Well, is Philip Pullman um, English or? Yeah, or? He's, he's English AF, bro. Are you sure? United Kingdom, mate. Okay. Um, so me and George were, were arguing about whether the first book was called Golden Compass or Northern Lights. And we're just like. No, we were both saying the exact same books other than the first yeah. one. Isn't yeah. this beautiful though? A situation where you're both right? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Does does that <laughs> I'm getting um, nervous. So did you, did, have you read all three, is it three books? Three yeah. Books? When yeah. I was a kid. Yeah. I, and, ca- and did I can't you, really remember them, man. Yeah. And Ben, did you? Like, with the a, demon and they all had yeah, animals. The and ben, have you A lot of polar bears read? in armor. I've never read them. I, I never saw the movie either. You didn't see the movie either? The movie okay. sucked. Yeah, don't do that. Mm. Um, that uh, I really liked the movies and I thought there was a lot of, or no, sorry, the book, sorry. Um, and I thought there was a lot to explore there. And I, I remember when the movie came out, I was kind of excited for this. The movie felt to me like this kind of glossy, um, I feel like the Narnia movies. Yeah, like just it was didn't just, feel authentic. It yeah, really the glossiness. That's exactly it. It had a sheen to yeah. it. Didn't feel like it was lived in and real. It was mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Just a little bit too kind of sparkly. Was it we're, one we're of your just, favorite? Was it one of your favorite book series when you were growing up? Because I liked it. I didn't love it. Yeah, like I, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't you know wasn't my favorite. But I, I just remember there being this kind of rich. You know, mythos and and you know, sorry Ben, world building and and that kind of thing always really excites me and and makes me interested to see that um, kind of put onto screen. It never really works out that way, but um, but it makes me interested nonetheless. What do you think of this? Uh, this trailer? Oh, I mean, it was weird because I didn't even register it as the those books. Yeah, until like at the end, very very clearly a TV series. Yeah, yes. and a BBC TV series. But oddly enough, I was before I knew this was um, his dark materials. I was watching this and thinking, like, I kind of like it when you know these kind of BBC productions just go balls to the wall. Like they know that you don't have the budget to really pull this off, but they just kind of do it anyways. And I find that there's so much more heart and um, I don't know, like enjoyment that I get yeah. out of those kinds of um, you know. Yeah, you know, watches yeah. than I do with something like the the over glossed and then you get one. and then you get water chipped down. <laughs> well, yeah, then there's that. 
Yeah, if, if Doctor Who's anything to go by, the BBC is not worried about letting a budget limit them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll just fucking send out a fucking wireframe model and say it's a CGI alien. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's... Yeah. yeah. Ben, no, do you have I, any I, interest? Like, just based off the trailer, do you have any interest in seeing this? Or No, none of it actually stayed in my brain. I remember James yeah. McAvoy was there. That's it. Okay. <laughs> um, finally, we have uh, a teaser trailer for The Irishman. This was so sick, this man. It's hilarious. I, I was like, so is, into right, this. I agree with both of you. It is fucking hilarious. I love but this. at the same time, I I was like, this is kind of cool. This is like, dope. I just want an extended version of this trailer that lists as many people with eyes <laughs> in their name <laughs> as they possibly I was like, right, can. You gotta you gotta be fair. Like, that's a cool idea that I you know I wouldn't have thought of that. Literally get everyone on the production, animators, <laughs> the set kid, well, the guy that gets the calling, <laughs> and just get yeah. it to keep going. And then like it hits someone like one guy with no eye in his name. It's like yeah. it's here. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so the, in the, in the trailer, guys, uh, this bullet's falling down slowly in slow motion, and, and each of the main actors. Actors' names come up and it replaces, you know, the I in the name. Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci. Harvey Keitel. Somebody else. Mm. <laughs> um, and each time yeah, you're just like, Harvey oh, yeah. are just, they, they going to keep doing random. it? <laughs> Is it going to keep happening? Some um, guy called Harvey. Yeah. I mean, just I, they're, they're kind of playing on what they've been playing on since the beginning, which is the look cast. at these fucking actors that we got in one in one place. And, and that's you know, genuinely impressive. It's a good place to start. Like, don't fuck it out. If you Would did you it any t- other way, if you're the marketing team, you wouldn't do it any other way. Yeah. Like mm. you've got to lean into that. I'd almost be terrified if I was Scorsese of actually releasing footage because like the, the just the kind of hype that people have put behind this film and, and the hype that they've generated is like, it's going to be the greatest film of all time because it has all these really big name actors in it and all that kind of stuff. Like where do you go from there? Like we, how do you live up to that kind of expectation? We don't see some of these guys too often. Joe Pesci in particular was retired, I believe. So feel like everyone's reaction to this first trailer is going to be like, fuck, these guys are old. Yeah, true. Or it's, if it's going to be the DH footage, they're going to be like, fuck, these guys look like plasticine. What happened? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That, oh, that's lose, right. I keep lose, forgetting lose. that that's... The uh, three decades. They're doing like they, when they're 20s in their 50s and <laughs> their 70s. Does that, does that make you guys nervous? Does that make you guys nervous? Yes, extremely. I think the, the, <laughs> not nervous. The, like, I get nervous in the tweaking. You know, ooh, we have to make his voice higher. Ooh, we have to do this. Ooh, yeah. we have, you know, the tweaking, the tweaking, and then it becomes very distorted performance than what was captured on set. And that's where the weird. That's when I'm going to be going. I'm. That's when the story stops, and I start going into face analysis mode. And that's not good and not what I want to be doing in a Scorsese film. No, and I feel like you're going to be doing that the whole time. Um, like de-aging when it's done well is universally in short bursts. Like yeah. the closest we've had to like a full performance was uh, Jeff Bridges in Tron 2.0, was that movie called? And um, that was terrible. That was real bad. That was a while ago now. But um, uh, yeah, I don't see any way yeah. of this not being super distracting. Yes. Is that it, fellas? Moving to question of the week? Sure. Let's do it. Do you have a question for us? I have a question oh, for good, you. Oh, good, because I was actually thinking of one. I have a I question, was... and right. it's a staked in a mandatory. Oh, boy. Okay. It's a staked in a mandatory everyone <laughs> in, all chips in. Um, I want us to do the Price is Right style hmm. box office haul for Captain Marvel. What is the box office haul for Captain Marvel global? And and prices right style is what you if I choose eight fifty and Benny you choose nine hundred, um, I get the space all from eight fifty to eight nine nine point nine nine, and then you're you're up from there. If so you that go, range if in you there, go over, it's bad. If what if you if you estimate over if you estimate yes yeah close yeah. close of that going. I, I can't help but feel that that's is that the best way to do it? Yeah, prices right rules. Time frame? Um, let's call it, let's say end of May. Okay, how far is that from a little? That's got April, two months. May, that's okay, two yeah. months? March, right. April, May. So three months. Okay. What's there, is, is everyone cool with those conditions? Yep. End of May. Cool. George, what do you, what do you, um, and, and you go first. Uh, no, so we've got to flip a coin. To see who's going to go you can first. Just, wait, by, by these rules, you can just say like $1 more than the other person. Absolutely. Yes. But then then Drew Carey, the host of Price is Right, will just give you a, a glare and be like, you dick. 
Or should we all? Okay, okay, here we go. Why don't we all write ours down and then we present it all in one go? Okay. And then we do prices right rules from there. <laughs> okay. Cool. Need- so I've. Yeah, I've got mine. Did you write it down, George? Yes. <laughs> I wrote it down. You're writing it in the document? Write it in the document, all right? I'm putting mine on page four. <laughs> There's pages? <laughs> I'm writing mine down, I swear. How okay, do we reveal I I, it? I think I got it. <clears throat> okay. Benny? Do you have yours? No. Um. Uh. Fuck. Yeah. Right. Oh. Okay. Uh. Oh. Um. Go on. Go on. I'm ready. Okay. You got yours. Sure. So sure. we're gonna say it on three, and then we're all. <laughs> so we all we have ours. Oh. And then we're going. Yeah. All right. Okay. Three, two, one. One point one two five billion. <laughs> Oh, oh. You motherfucker! <laughs> yeah, no, we, this can't, we you can't do it like fucked. this. We fucked. can't do it like yeah, this. No, that, that, counts, that counts. That works. So wait. So I said this one. Is, come on, this is silly. <laughs> that is so good. You said one point one. Yeah. And you said I said nine hundred. Nine hundred. Wow. So I, I just needed to make less than you guys. Oh, Benny, you're in a good spot there. <laughs> one point one two five. Yeah, Connor, you got twenty five grand <laughs> to <a> wiggle room. <laughs> <laughs> This is That's silly. So this is fucking so silly. You know, I was going to go 890 as well. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking dumb. Cool. So, so you basically so, have the okay. biggest chance of getting this. Um, no, not necessarily. Wait, it's, so it's wait, us if, two, if really. it's less than 900. If it's less, less than 900, we void. always It's off. Void. Mm. And then if so I... So we've got, basically, let's just put this into perspective. We've got, you said nine, we've basically got $200 million to play with. That's it. $250,000. I do. If, it, if it's anything more than $900 million, well, somebody, I mean, somebody expect, wins. Yeah. And it will definitely crack 900, 100%. But that's what I'm saying. Like, we've got, we're, we're basically arguing over $200 million. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> you know what would be funny if you won? It's like 1.122. 1. You're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah. I, can't, I can't handle this. That would be sick. <laughs> I would pay. One, you said. 1.125. 1. Oh, <laughs> fuck me. That was so funny. We were going into exactly the same. It exactly was 2.5. Awesome. I don't just like, like this just game. Like, fuck. Okay. So, okay. And then, and then what happens if you win and what happens if you lose? Who's buying whose stakes? If you lose, you're off the podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we're throwing to you to the sharks. <laughs> we'll go to the aquarium. Um, I, I don't know. What, I was going to say you... 1.2 as well. I'm so pissed off. <laughs> my, my original number was 1.3. Okay. That was too high, I think. <laughs> Look, there's a reason why we're all in here. We're fucking movie box office experts, man. Yeah, we're the most qualified people to do this. Wait, so so can, somebody... I, can I revise my number? Okay, so wait. If I say 1.4. No. <laughs> you, there's no revision. That's the whole point of this. It's locked in. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Uh... So wait, the rules are that the person who wins, the other two buy a mistake. And it's okay. gotta be at the exact same time. Yeah. So you'll you gotta finish no, both stakes. Two stakes. You gotta buy you gotta finish yeah. both stakes or or you yeah. winner you, wins two stakes. Yeah. yeah, at the same time. Yeah. Simultaneously. Yeah. We go, we go and to they the, have to eat the fries and salad. We go we go to the dog, they got two for one Fridays. Sort of boom. Yep. No, no, no. I, I want some like hundred and fifty dollar <laughs> fucking <Yeah>. sirloin. <laughs> some wag you loser picks uh, loser picks the steak. I'm so upset by that. It's such a dumb fucking oh, this has been the best question of the week yet. Oh, come More on, the end this. of May. More of this. Mm. Well, that's it, guys. Thank you for joining us. We got some really exciting stuff to announce, including movie MMA. Yeah, it's coming back. We'll have all the details soon. But should we seriously. announce the other show as well? Yeah. Should we? 
No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we, I'll say that we are working on something else then. Yeah, we're working on a few really cool shows. So um, stay tuned, we're, guys. We're keeping. Uh, I did want to say one thing because um, mm. we do listen to um, the people that listen to this podcast, and one of the common things that we've heard from people is that they like the the low key and kind of unproduced banter that we have. Yes. Um, so we're keeping the um, the weekly show and our reviews very much the way that they've been. Um, we're keeping it very casual. Um, you guys, production value not going up at all, don't we? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> we're not going anywhere. We with this. might get wheelie chairs. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's what's if up. that pisses you off, then fucking deal with wheelie it. Wheelie chairs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So don't worry, guys. Nothing's going to change too much. It's still going to be wars. <laughs> 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 we'll be back next week for Captain Marvel. Capitan. Capitan Marvel. Hell yes. See you then, Connor. Bye. See you then, Benny. See you then. I'm going to do uh, – oh, do you want to talk about that Hennessy commercial? Uh, yeah. You can – I'll, I'll – You can put it in your The Ridley thing. Scott Hennessy commercial. Did you see it? No. It's fu- I reckon it's fucking hectic, man. It's like Prometheus. We don't have anything to review this week. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll review Ridley Scott's new do film. A, do a 40-minute podcast <laughs> on a four-minute clip. There you go. Meanings and inspiration. <laughs> <laughs>